When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Hey, this is the Olympic gold medalist and PNA superstar, Kurt Angle. And you're listening to In The Room, the best pop show that you can hear. Nation Wrestling Network, VOCNation.com, and your favorite podcast platforms. I'm Brady Hicks. I'm uh, I'm very excited to be here with you guys tonight. <laughs> Joining me, as always, we have the lovely Kathy Fitz. What's going on, Kathy? Hey, Brady. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. We missed you at ISPW. Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks, Yeah. Well... It's okay. I mean, I cried myself to sleep, but I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure you did. <laughs> uh, also joining us, the one and only uh, Maniac Matt Grimm once again. What's going on, Matt? Oh, it's it's another week, and what a what a wild week it's been. Yeah, well, the good news is nobody's died so far, um, so that that's really that's true. Good. It's, uh, it's been a horrible, last week was a horrible week, if you think about it. Uh, we obviously had the two major deaths of uh, Terry Funk and then Bray Wyatt. Uh, we had CM Punk fighting with, by what I can can count, probably about 10% of the AEW locker room. I kind of did the math on it. Now. I might be off slightly. God. I figure, I, I figure if CM Punk hates... All four of the elite, Jungle Jack Perry, Samoa Joe and Miro, and Tony Khan apparently now, that's eight people out of a roster of probably about 80 to 100, which means he's literally hovering right around that... 10%. (laughs) One-eighth. Yeah, whatever it is, 10%, yeah. 
So, uh, I don't know. It's a shame because in a lot of ways, it overshadowed what was a really good show by uh, AEW with All In. Yeah. Yes. We shouldn't be talking about CM Punk right now in in light of the rest of that show. It was a really good show. It was, well, he, he has a way of doing that. And, and you know, they can talk about, oh, well, he he's very well likely has gone from AEW. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. In fact, I'm starting to think that they're playing up the drama just to get more eyes on their product. God, I hope that's not true. I hope nobody there is thinking it. that. Yeah. Well, like, if CM Punk doesn't get suspended, who isn't going to watch Collision on Saturday to see what he has to say about all this? I guess. I mean... Yeah. I don't know. It would just... It would be nice to see The whole thing is messed up. The whole thing's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice to see him try what? Well, try to handle situations, like, where there's some, like confrontation or disagreement like an adult and not automatically, you know, I mean, obviously Jack Perry is an adult, but he's also in his 20s, which I feel like at this point in our, in human history means you're still a kid. Um, right. And and he, like, he, he's, because the young hothead flies off the handle and says something, doesn't mean you have to react to it. You don't have to give it oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, there was somebody else, too. I'm trying to remember who it was, but they tweeted something about him as well and then deleted it. So there's obviously some issues going on there. Um, But, yeah, no, I don't think CM Punk handled himself right at all. Um, By most accounts, he's the one that kind of, went up to Jack Perry and started stuff, you know? I mean, I understand he made some joke about the glass or whatever, but, you know, what what are you going to do? I called this a couple weeks ago. Like, you know, he's trying to exile people from a show that he thinks is his. I'm talking about Phil, of course. Um, Yeah. I said Phil's not going to be able to avoid these guys forever because at some point they're all going to be under the same roof for a big show, and that's exactly what happened. Yep. Yeah. Now, and I mean, to to be somewhat fair to him, going back to the thing that started all this, I don't think that 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 CM Punk was in the wrong to say, you know what, let's not use glass. That's not necessary. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that at all. Um, I think it's stupid to bring actual glass into a match because – it's glass, and anybody who's ever had a bad experience with glass knows that things can go very, very wrong with it. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. But then, like, and, they, okay, so I, I'm not against him speaking out against that and, and and basically saying, you know, no, we're not doing this. But then, like, why do you have to go and stir the pot afterward about it? That's That's the part that's on him. Yeah, just like let it go, you know. Right, right. Just uh, you just, just told him just no. let it go. Let that be the end. Yeah. And and you know what? I I didn't. It didn't bother me so much either that he was like kind of against the glass. I mean, they're not. I mean, in, in spite of the jokes that you may make, 
that people may make about AEW who aren't really on board with it, it's not really a blood and guts company. They're usually good no, for like not. one hardcore match on a show, usually involving John Moxley now. Yes. But by and large, yeah. But by and large, that's it. So, so I get it. I understand. Uh, my issue is, who the hell is CM Punk to tell Jack Perry, who's been there longer, that it's his show and he can't do it because it's his show? Yeah, that, that's it doesn't a make ridiculous. any sense. It's, I mean, it's it, Tony Khan's show. Like right. You know, we're not talking about The Undertaker, who's been here for 30 years. You know, he he really – has he even had a full year? I guess he did. But between injuries and suspensions, I I feel like he's only been around for about five or six months. <laughs> it might be a little bit longer than that, but it's probably not a full year yet. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. We need to send Kathy back there to to uh, crack some knuckles. <laughs> I just tell off. <laughs> you said this before, Kathy. CM Punk is not the same CM Punk that you used to know, right? I mean, no. the way he seems to be acting by what we're reading, that's not the guy that you knew, right? No. He's, um, he seems to have totally changed. And that's yeah. good either. Well, I've heard from other people in Ring of Honor that told me he had traces of this, but it's been so far above and beyond what anybody would have expected. It's been terrible. It really has. Um,. Yeah, no, he's out of control. And like I said, it overshadowed what was an amazing pay-per-view. Uh, yeah. 914-338-1885, by the way, if you want to call in. Um, yeah, I am most of the way through it right now. Now, granted, I am still catching up on my stuff. Uh, it's been a whirlwind week, but I definitely want to talk to Mayhew tonight because uh, All In was a great show, and I can't believe they're going to follow it up with another show called All Out, like... <laughs> what is it, next week? I mean, it's next Sunday. So similarly named. It's uh, it's funny. It's it's funny. Um, yeah, but it, it'll be good. It'll be good. And then and then there are the deaths, you know. The Terry Funk one, not entirely unexpected. You know, I, I suspect we'll be talking more about Terry Funk um, at some point tonight. But with that said... The Bray Wyatt thing shook me. Matt, I, I know you haven't always been his biggest supporter, but regardless of how you felt about him or whatever he was happened to be doing at that moment, um, in my opinion, he probably was one of the most creative people on that program, on that in that entire company. And to lose a mind like that... I, I just I don't see how it can be good. I mean, no. to me, it's like, you know, he was what thirty six. Yes. Yeah, that is that I'm, that is way 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 too young to go, especially when you have like a younger young than family. Eddie. Yeah. 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 Younger than Eddie. Uh, you know, it's funny because like I used to look at him and think like. I never thought he looked healthy to me. 
you know, I, I always thought he looked kind of like bloated and, and I, I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously he was athletic and what he could do was pretty amazing. Uh, but for his size, you know, the, those sweaters, a little ill-fitting. You know, and, and I'm not criticizing him for, like, being heavy or whatever. I just, to me, I don't know. Like, when I looked at, like, Bam Bam Bigelow or Vader, I saw, like, real athletes. And I'm not trying to, I, I know I'm digging myself a deeper and deeper hole here. It's not that he's not an athlete. But to me, I always thought Bray Wyatt didn't look as fit as he could have. Yeah, I dug myself off. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree with you, but I'm but I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. Like, I, was I shocked to hear that like he had heart issues? Not necessarily. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, not considering but what it is what it is. Oh yeah, and did you see that? He recorded an interview. Uh, not an interview. He recorded a, uh, a a TikTok back when Barry Windham was in the hospital, just talking about how fragile life is and to, to, to love the ones that you love and to remember people. And you never know when someone could be taken away from you. A lot of people are taking parts of that and using it now for tributes because um, it literally was less than, well, I guess a little more than half a year since he was doing that. And here um, we are. And and it's hard to believe. Did you, um, the report came out today. I don't know if anyone else saw it. Um, David hit a, hit, you know, messed up with his heart. You know, um, he was supposed to have a defibrillator on. That's how bad it was. I did see that the other day, yeah. Upstairs, lay down to take a nap, and the alarm's going off and off and off. Uh, the girlfriend runs up. He's dead. He just yeah. in the car. It's so unreal. Um, did um, CPR him. It's unreal. I mean, is isn't just Triple H have to wear something similar? to that? Doesn't he have to, like, wear a defibrillator now? I'm not sure. He might. I know he was having heart issues. I mean, if if, if Bray Wyatt was wearing a defibrillator, then I think all those rumors of him imminently returning, you know, obviously couldn't have been true. If no. If he was well, supposed to be wearing something. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think a lot of that was exaggerated because people wanted it to happen. Right. Sort of like how Randy Orton's been coming back for a year and a half now. You know, if Randy Orton's ready, he'll he'll come back, but he's obviously not ready. And yeah. Bray Wyatt, yeah. they, he was nowhere near where everyone kind of made him out to be. And that's one thing I kind of hate about, like, wrestling media, like, dirt sheets and stuff like that. It's, like, sometimes, like, they're spot on, and they, like, really, they really hit their points. But other times, man, you wonder where they get their information. 
Because you're right. If he needed a defibrillator, then there were no imminent plans to come back in the ring. He would have to be free of that and, like, able to sustain a normal heart rate. Yeah, I. So crazy. The whole thing sucks. I the whole thing sucks, uh, and and it sucks for me as a wrestling fan because the shows are going to miss him. You know, it, it's hard to believe that it wasn't even a year ago that he came back. And think about how much excitement there was when he came back with all the different creative directions that he could have had, and uh, you know, all these different like kind of characters that they were talking about introducing and. Uh, maybe they'll finally do it right, you know? And it's like, no, they didn't do it right. But I don't think he really got the sustained chance to see if it could have been right. Because all he did was talk a whole lot, have one televised match, get sick and die. It's a horrible way to put it, but it's the truth. It hurts me as a fan because, like I said, that the shows would be better with him on them. You know, it hurts me in my capacity doing this stuff because he's somebody that I think down the line we probably could have gotten an amazing interview out of. Just knowing what I know about his family and just, just observing how creative he was, and I, it, it would have been really cool. And the fans are never going to get that now, you know. The Undertaker went his whole career and didn't really start doing shoot interviews until he retired. Um, I'm sure Bray's pulled back the curtain a little bit more than that, but just think of some of those amazing interviews that are never going to happen now. You know, it's 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 really a shame. You know, it's it just sucks. And think about the family, you know, like the two little kids are going to grow up without their dad. And JoJo, didn't he just get married to JoJo? Like, they just got married not that long ago, right? No, they were engaged. So they weren't even married, wow. And he also has two kids from his first marriage. Right, yeah. Yeah. And then part of me was hoping, hey, maybe this will at least be a break for, like, Bo Dallas, you know, maybe they'll... They'll find a way to get him involved, like they've been trying for years. Yeah. Because he deserved every bit that his brother did. Oh, definitely. They just haven't found that spot for him. And I was hoping that if one good thing could come out of it, Matt, that maybe Bo Dallas would have something with the company now. And it doesn't appear like that's going to be, at least not based on the tributes. So. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yowie wowie. Yowie wowie. Uh let let's go to the phone. I'm gonna bring on uh John. He's up first and um what's going on, John? How you doing, brother brother? Hey, doing? I'm okay. I mean we're really bummed about Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different. It's something to him. Like, my mom just passed, you know, saying the hard one from me, and then all of a sudden, Bray out of nowhere came, and Terry Funk News came out of nowhere. And if I'm not 
This is back to the people I kind of forgot when I brought this up when he passed. He's now the fifth member that has been under contract with WWE, a roster town has lost. First it was Hillman, then it was Owen, then it was Eddie Guerrero, then it was Benoit, and now it was Gray. And that's it? They're the only ones? Yep. Yeah, the people kind of forget that those were the names that were under contract. Some people say they fit like Omaha. Yeah. People, but that's in Omaha, but they were like they get re- A lot of them get released, and then I got you. Yeah. Yeah. That's not... Let's not forget, by the way, like, remember a couple of people that had a drug issue kind of died a little after they got released. Yeah, but they weren't with the company at the time. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I'm just disappointed because we we all understand where we are today, of course, because of social media and everything. But we didn't have it back then. But I I just think it's just ridiculous for a good, beloved guy like him. Like, they got to always just still do waste time with the social media. Thank you, thanks. They couldn't mm-hmm. have done it. They did it back in the day for Owen and Eddie. And they couldn't have done any speeches with that in front of all of us. That's what it's, I didn't know was a big bummer. Because this was a big shock, though. Like, everyone kept saying things keep coming. Kind of like when Brody Lee passed away. That shocked me not too soon with no word thing. He died? Yeah. And how about that? Even that, like, Matt, think about that. How similar... It was between Brody Lee and Bray Wyatt. Yeah, like they just, I mean, I I feel like maybe it's going to kind of come out that, you know, Bray knew more, or maybe it was a little bit more known behind the scenes that Bray was sick. Um, Yeah. And Brody, like, Brody just, like, came down with his illness, and then, like, you know, a couple months later, he was gone. Crazy. I know. I know. It's the comparisons are crazy to, to think about. Um no, and the impact on their company. Yeah. What's that, John? Yeah, because Brody had been getting a pretty big push in AEW. Yeah. I mean the, I think you yeah, win their so title. Go ahead. Yeah, well, it's so upsetting. I mean, I mean, so heartbreaking, of course. Everyone keeps saying it forever since the last time we saw him. was like, there's no doubt that Randy Orton, I know, was hurt with him. We didn't, we, we know, well, we know it wasn't going to be a good time for him to return because of this long being out. But I just feel bad yeah. for Orton, too, because he definitely had the worst match of his career with him because, remember, he was not clear that night when Bray was in the ring because it wasn't him that night. And then all of a sudden, after all that good build they had with The Fiend and everything, that's when it ended. There's been no sickness. Nothing's been coming up. They brought him back, like you said, and then he just had promos and promos and then just one match that was nothing even big to remember about. But the only thing yeah. I can just say that we'll remember last was the heartbreaking ending of his character with The Fiend yeah. because it, it wasn't even him. When he was cleared, and am I wrong by the way, Brady? I don't think it was even him dressed as the fiend. Am I wrong about that? Because I think I heard something about that. I don't think it was Bray as the fiend that night at WrestleMania. I I thought it was, but it might not have been. Um, I thought it was. That was when he was burnt, right? Yeah, Alexa Bliss got no, the picture, and and it was Bray. So, I'm assuming that's the same. 
the same night. I, I don't I don't know for sure. Um, but that burns me up too, Matt. By the way, I I didn't mean the pun like that. Burns me up. But um, the last time that we got Bray Wyatt in WWE, it was doing that stupid hokey muscle man thing with with Lashley. The the thing that made everybody groan and want to change the channel. Like out of all the cool stuff they could have had him do, I just hope to God that's not going to be his legacy. Because that literally is the last thing that we saw him do on TV. I guess that's the unfortunate thing about, you know, none of us know when when our time is up. So Yeah. What just you never like want to say yes to bad creative day. Yeah. What, what seems like a normal crappy day might be your last crappy day. Your last day. crappy day, yeah. Insane. Just insane. And sad. Yeah, mm. that was the best. Yeah. I, I, I'll be, I'll be honest. I, a wrestling death hasn't hit me that hard. I think since Randy Savage, uh, Brody hurt me because I knew him personally. But that was different. I'm talking the loss, just in terms of like. As a fan, all these moments that are never going to happen. Like, for me, the Randy Savage thing always bugged me because I always wanted him to come back, even if he wasn't going to have a run. I wanted him to come back and be in WWE one last time, you know? Uh, I wanted to see what he would say, how he would mix it up with people. I wanted to see him do his own damn Hall of Fame speech. And we got robbed of that. And because Bray Wyatt is only 36, we probably got robbed of what the next 20 years would have been. And I think that's really a shame. I wanted to hear Bray Wyatt's Hall of Fame speech. Because I think it would have been amazing. Yeah. But do you you guys... Agree. By the way, it's it's absolutely too soon, of course. But people are just saying it's not, it's not. He wasn't that long like Eddie was. But you think they're gonna do him like they do with Eddie Guerrero? Okay, he died. Let's put him in the Hall of Fame. But he's not Hall of Fame worthy right yes. now, of course. He's not. There. I think he is. I I think he's your I think he's your main event or Hall of Famer this year. Yeah, but the only, that's the only problem, like I, you said, with Randy Savage. Like you said, because remember they don't put headliners. Pulls the shell that are no longer with us. That's the, that's the only thing they don't do in all. No, thing. yeah, like the Randy Savage year, that was uh, Kevin Nash winning last, but yeah, because Bray was on the roster and so universally beloved. Yeah, I I think he'll be he'll get inducted by his dad, and Bo will do the speech. Yeah, well, and it'll be said. family, would you maybe Alexa the whole involved? Would you say it'll be playing alone? Maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's Rowan, there's Strowman. They probably will get Alexa Bliss involved. I'm sure there'll be a lot. Um, yeah, it's just not going to be the same. It sucks. It's one of those ideas that's going to sound great on paper, I think. I mean, Matt, you weren't the biggest Bray Wyatt fan in terms of what he was doing. You agree that he's, like, going to be a top Hall of Famer, right? Or am I totally out in left field? I, uh, I mean, it's hard for me to say right now. Um, I don't know what they're thinking in terms of that. I don't know exactly what 
plans they've already made or just haven't made for the Hall of Fame at this point for next year. Um, it's a little early. It's a little early. I, I'm sh- I, I'm sure it has been brought up in internal conversations already. Um, yeah. That would not surprise me at all. But, I mean, yeah, I don't – I just don't know. Um you know, I I think I think it's too soon to to say. Yeah, I'm just curious, Vince. Should it be him alone, or should it be the YFM? Without a doubt, Alex didn't do anything big. Like, play of course was the biggest. You know, Brody went up there a little bit, but of course, as we know, he's got a good push from AEW. But then, unfortunately, he passed. But do you think they're going to want to do the family, or just do it with him alone? I think they'll do the family eventually. I still am, don't agree with that. I, I don't think the group should go in. You don't see the NFL inducting the 1985 Chicago Bears into the Hall of Fame. It's stupid. Uh, you induct individuals. But with that said, I think the family will eventually go in. Um, I just have a feeling this year for WrestleMania we're going to see Bray Wyatt, uh, probably one or two ECW people, and we'll take it from there. That's what I think. I agree. You agree too. Yeah. Yeah. You think, do you, Kathy? Do you think Bray is a uh, a main event Hall of Famer? Like top billing? More than likely. Yeah, that's where I'm at. If if nobody really like, see, it's weird because like a lot of times when people die. You talk so glowingly about them that they're almost like saints, you know? I don't think that's what's happening here. I've heard so many great things about the guy before he died that I think people are being honest when they talk about him. I really do. So. Well, I know what I, I know, know John. He's a great guy. Yeah. Very polite, very... Um, Open to the fans. Yeah. Yeah. When, um, (laughs) this was funny. So, um, do you guys know the name Rob Schamberger? We've had him on the show a bunch of times. He's like a wrestling artist. He does, like, these awesome paintings of the wrestlers. And probably about... Probably almost 10 years ago, he got hired by WWE. So now he's like, they're always like having him paint stuff and then they sell it on WWE shop, you know? These incredible paintings. But we, like I said, we've had him on the show a bunch of times before he got signed. And he was telling the story how his mother-in-law was in a Walmart looking for wrestling figures. And she didn't know anything about wrestling, you know? And she's like, she's just like, kind of looking around, and uh, this big, heavy, tatted-up guy with a huge beard and a backwards hat is walking with his two daughters, and she interrupts him. She's just like, you know, excuse me, sorry to bother you, blah, blah, blah. She's like, do you know anything about wrestling? Like, I need to pick out a wrestling figure, and I, I don't know which one. You know, I don't know which one to take. And uh, I'm sure you figured out that the guy is Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, uh, he, he lifts his figure off the shelf and he hands it to her and just picture him in his like real soft spoken voice she said it was almost like creepy he's like this one is me like that 
Yep. And they took a selfie together. He was like the nicest guy in the world, she said. You know, Rob Schamberger was talking about this on his Instagram. I, I think it's hilarious, but, um, yeah, like he was just, you've never really heard anybody say anything bad about the guy, which is pretty amazing in wrestling. It's pretty easy to make enemies. Just ask Phil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a comparison there at all, but it is what it is. It is. A, so I, I, I think because Bray Wyatt was so good and because he had so much potential and because people were so emotional about it and because so many people loved him, both in and out of the locker room, yeah, I, I think he'll go into the Hall of Fame this year. I think if he doesn't, yeah, yeah. I think it's a mistake. Um, just because there's so much momentum around them. Uh, let's go to 903. I think this is Dustin. What, what's going on, Dustin? How you doing, Nothing man? Nothing much. I'm, do- I'm doing good. Good. Sorry about your uh, first-round loss to Rat Boy in that in-the-room listener tournament. That was that was the AI that did that. So. No, it's all right. But, you, you know, you had, a, you had a good about... match, though. Well, uh, I have a feeling that Seth Rollins ain't going to be champion no more after payback. Okay. I have a feeling he's going to lose the belt. Either Shinsuke or Damian Priest cashing in. I think... I think Seth Rollins is going to hold the belt until WrestleMania when he loses to Gunther. Oh, uh, well, here's the thing. He come out on TV talking about his back, him having those two fractures in his lumbar and his lower back that that are becoming a problem. I've been hearing that they're going to take the belt off on Saturday. Like, they'll have him drop the belt. They can go have back surgery. Uh, maybe. Maybe, and then he'll hopefully be back in time for WrestleMania. That could be. Uh, if he has this type of surgery, he's going to be up 16 months. 16 months? That's how long Randy Orton's been at almost. Now, yeah, but not every injury is the same. Well, uh, any type of spinal surgery is like 16 months. No, it's not. Wow, I wasn't aware of that. I work in a doctor. It's not casting the doctor's office. It all depends. It depends on what it is. Exactly, and how they set it back. Randy Orton had a, and I could be wrong, I think Randy Orton had like a, he had like a fusion of some discs, didn't he, like Shawn Michaels had. In a better spot than Shawn. But that's what he had, I think. So you lose some flexibility because it's just like solid bone there, but, you know, once it heals, it holds up. Usually. Well, I'm just saying, you know, he's going to be gone a long time, and, and you know, it's, well, I hate to you know, but I have a feeling that Damian Priest and Finn Balor are going to win tag titles. So you got Damian Priest holding two belts at once? Yep. Because you heard Rhea Ripley. Wow, I don't see that. Rhea said if, if, if we're all not holding gold by the end of the show, there's going to be some changes coming to Judgment Day. Yeah, that just means J.D. McDonough is going to join. Well, you know, they're having a Steel City Street Fight for the tag team titles. 
you, you, you just got to think about it. The numbers game, having Dominic be involved, have J.D. McGonagall get involved, it's really not going to – Kevin Owens and Sami are going to lose their titles. Okay. We'll see. I, I just think that – uh, I just think that would be very interesting them holding the tag titles for a while and, and basically make it seem like they're unbeatable, you know. And, but I think Rhea's going to lose her belt. Now, who's going to beat Rhea? Because I, I kind of figure she's not losing until WrestleMania. I think Raquel's going to win the belt somehow at Payback. Well, okay. I don't know if I, I see that. that I just think that's what they're going to go with. Raquel win and then, you know, have Rhea not have the belt for a while. You know, because a lot of people are complaining. It's not her fault that she has her, her knees are messed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's not had very many what did you, what, what'd you think about Bray Wyatt? That one, that one, uh, that was very shocking to hear, you know. And then SmackDown after he passed, man, that, that, that was even harder to watch. Yeah. It was sad. You it know, sad. I, I got to see him uh, uh, wrestle Ellie Knott at, at Royal Rumble in that, in that match he had. Um, that was the third good what match. What city was that in again? Where was that again? I think it was San Antonio. Okay, but you're not sure. Well, I guess you go to so many cities. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's where Ray Ripley went to Rumble. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah, you just you go to so many, you forget which ones are which. You know. I can't wait to meet you in Philly, though. Yep. I'll be. We're gonna. um, We're gonna gonna paint the town green. Yeah. Are you ready for football season next week? I am. Matt, you're going to see a, a mug shot of me and Dustin. Yeah, we'll see. We're going to be eating some horse poop. Let's see if the Eagles can make another Super Bowl and actually win this time. Hopefully. Hopefully, Hopefully. they ain't another, another another heartbreaking loss. I know. Hopefully not. You know, but you know what? I was really proud of them. I mean, it, it took a, quite a bit of interference from the referees in order to uh, to lose by three. So. Oh, uh, the AEW show this week, uh, the the pay per view, man, that was <laughs> it was an awesome, awesome show. Like, and seeing Soraya won the belt, man, that was very awesome too. But I just didn't like the fact the match is only nine minutes long. What, Soraya? Yeah, they're, they're, well, the women's match was nine minutes long. Well, I don't think they want to do too much with Soraya because I, I don't think they want to – they're worried about re-injuring her, you know, so that they're bringing her along slowly. Well, she said on the press conference that she wants to do steel cage matches. She wants to do ladder matches. And I'm like, oh, boy, yeah. uh, there's I, a – I think steel cage would be okay. I, I wouldn't go doing ladder matches unless, uh, yeah. Now, I mean, if it were me, I, I wouldn't want to jump into a ladder match. I, um, especially, you, uh, was it a neck injury or a back injury? Either way, it was pretty serious. I think it was a neck. Yeah, it was her neck. Yeah, do you, do you see Edge yeah. going to AEW? 
I I thought maybe last week uh, Edge kind of did shoot it down and said like he has a WWE offer. He's just taking some time to think about it. So I don't know. I I, I thought maybe, but now I'm kind of leaning toward he'll take some time off and then resign, even if it's a short term deal. Because that's where his yeah, whole legacy well, is. It doesn't make sense to leave. No, it don't. And uh, also, I didn't think that was going to be his last match. The match against Sheamus a few weeks ago. I, I don't think that's his last match. I think he's got a few more left in him. I do too. Now, it might be his last one as a regular guy. He might just be like a part-time guy after that, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying, you know. I think he can uh, – there, there's other people I would like to see him have a match with, you know. And, 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 you know, and, and so you think Chad Gable wins the title next week? <laughs> no. No, I think Gunther's going to destroy him. Well, you know, uh, big things have happened, you know. I, maybe, maybe Gable will give him a run. Maybe Gunther will have to cheat, but – I think at the end of the day, Gunther's your guy. And by the way, he is going to break Honky Tonk Man's record. It's pretty much official now. Um, I'm disappointed by that because that record was a huge part of my childhood. But at the same time, uh, he's turning in amazing performances that Honky could have only dreamed of. Uh, Birdie, did you see the video that Becky Lynch, uh, uh, the video of her talking about Bray Wyatt after Raw last night? Yes, I did. That was very interesting. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, that it match was. last night was really, really amazing. That false turn match hard as always start, but I just think they took the commercial break way too late. Like they come back on on TV with, with like like literally, literally five minutes of airtime left. Mhm. Mhm. Honestly, they. They, they, that's the type of match that they should have, should have, like you know, had go to show it their commercial break, because you know they, they people missed a lot of the match because of commercial. Yeah, it is what so. it is. Anything else, now? No, that's it for this week. Okay. Okay. I'll catch y'all next week. Yeah. Take care, brother. All right, bye. Buh. Ah. <laughs> Buh, Kathy. Buh. Oh, my God. Buh. So I want to go through this, um, the listener tournament before we, uh, <laughs> before we bring it home. Uh, <laughs> I want to go to the listener tournament. Um, so last week, or actually two weeks ago, we've had two game, two matches since then. Obviously, two weeks ago, we learned that Ratboy defeated Dustin, Kathy. Well, last week, and we, and we didn't really talk about it, uh, but Justin took on Mike Wildman. Does that get you excited? So Justin manages to counter one of Mike's power moves into a surprise roll-up pin. The referee counts one, two, but Mike kicks out just in time. The crowd's excitement intensifies. They both display their determination to win. The match continues with near falls, Kathy, reversals, heart-stopping moments. Finally, after a grueling exchange, Justin catches Mike with a sudden and devastating 
finishing move. God, our writers are getting sloppy here. A, a sudden and devastating finishing move. Pinning his shoulders to mount for the to the mat for the three count. The bell rings and Justin Steen blares through the speakers. He stands victorious, sweat soaked and triumphant. Sweat the sweat part, I believe. Mike, though defeated, rises to a feat with a show of respect and sportsmanship. That I believe. The crowd erupts in applause for both competitors. I don't believe that. Acknowledging their incredible effort and skills in this clash of titans in the wrestling ring. So there you have it, Kathy. The first semifinal match is set. It's going to be Rat Boy taking on Justin. That's okay. what we learned last week, Kathy. Now for this week's matchup, you're going to like this one, Kathy. Tora against Malcolm. So we've got Tora against Malcolm. Oh, my gosh. As the match reaches its climax, both are visibly fatigued but refuse to back down. Tora goes for her signature move, a devastating spine buster. Picture Tora picking up Malcolm in a spine buster. Malcolm narrowly <laughs> avoids it, landing behind Tora and executing a lightning-fast roll-up pin. Referee counts one, two, three. Malcolm Wildman wins by pinfall. The arena erupts into cheers as Malcolm pulls off an upset victory using his wit and his agility to outsmart and powerhouse Tora. I do believe he might be able to outsmart her. I'm not sure about that. Uh, both wrestlers share a respectful moment in the ring, acknowledging each other's skills. The international showdown has provided fans with a wrestling spectacle that will be remembered for years to come. So there you have it, Kathy. And Malcolm will take on the winner of next week. It's going to be Granny Hulkster taking on Steve. So that, that's the uh, that's the final bracket there. Uh, <laughs> Thank you to everybody for tuning in this week to In the Room, right here on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Uh, don't forget to check out all the other great shows on VOCNation.com as well as uh, your favorite podcast providers and more. We're on pretty much all of them. So actually, we are on all of them as far as I know. So be sure to search VOC Nation Wrestling Network and uh, you'll be able to follow us. I know I had mentioned like a little while back like we're working with some shows, add some new content soon. Uh, I was under the impression it was starting by the end of August. Still kind of waiting, lining up those last couple ducks. Uh, potentially a new sponsor in the works as well. I'm really excited about that. So stay tuned there, but... Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you to the best callers I could ever ask for. Uh, and uh, thank you to ISPW for what was an amazing show. Uh, from my end, and also for what you guys did for Jamie, which was very, very touching. Very touching. Um, from my end, ECWA returns in a little more than two weeks. It's uh, September 16th, ECWA Night of Unusual Matches. Joey Ace challenging for the heavyweight title and uh, so much more so be sure to check it out I'll also be going into the Hall of Fame with Chris Wilde that night before the show I think it's the 6.15 start for that the show's at 7 tickets and information com, and the entire night is included with the price of the ticket which is nice like I said tickets and information com. Uh, that's going to do it for tonight everybody take care be good to each other We'll talk to you real soon. Love you all. Bye-bye.
Hey, this is a Total Package. Lex Luger, you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then, uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Nick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my... Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... Well, what's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing. Bruno uh, was an early champion. Yeah. Here exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. We're still after, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this, if you rules, as I always understood and wanted to the title could only be lost by tenor or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. 
each and every Thursday night. Check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation.